1: Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton.
2: He has called you and saved you so you can alter the destiny of your family. You can change your family tree forever. It's not just about you going to heaven. It's about you as a parent, a father or a mother. It's about you changing the destiny of your children, of your family. As Christian parents, we bear the responsibility of leading our families and following Christ and teaching them to keep the ways of the Lord and to do righteousness and justice.
1: Your relationship with the Lord is much bigger than your own salvation. If you're a parent, your alliance lays the foundation for your children's relationship with God. As Pastor Dan shares in today's lesson, you can change the trajectory for your whole family tree. Kind of makes it a big deal, huh? Use this message to encourage, deepen, and solidify your walk. Don't let the devil discourage or overwhelm you. There will be grace, and ultimately your children's salvation is in the Lord's hands. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 18 for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
2: your Bibles to Genesis chapter 18, and we left off in verse 16, where it says, Then the men rose from there, and they looked toward Sodom, and Abraham went with them to send them on the way. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing, since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation? And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. And the Lord said, because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, And because their sin is very grave, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry against it that has come to me. And if not, I will know. And then the men turned away from there and went towards Sodom. But Abraham still stood before the Lord, Yahweh. And Abraham came near and said, Would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there were fifty righteous within the city. Would you also destroy the place and not spare it for the fifty righteous that were in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing as this, to slay the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous should be as the wicked. Far be it from you. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And so the Lord said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, Then I will spare all the place for their sakes. And then Abraham answered and said, Indeed, now I who am but dust and ashes have taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Suppose there were five less than 50 righteous. Would you destroy all of the city for lack of five? And so he said, If I find there 45, I will not destroy it. And he spoke to him yet again and said, suppose there should be 40 found there. And so he said, I will not do it for the sake of 40. Then he said, let not the Lord be angry and I will speak. Suppose 30 should be found there. (laughs) So he said, I will not do it if I find 30 there. And he said, indeed, now I have taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Suppose 20 should be found there. And so he said, I will not destroy it for the sake of 20. And then he said, let not the Lord be angry and I will speak. But once more, suppose 10 should be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for the sake of 10. And so the Lord went his way as soon as he had finished speaking with Abraham. And Abraham returned to his place. Well, in chapter 18, the Lord God, along with two angels, appeared to Abraham at Abraham's tent. And as I noted last, this is what is called a Christophany, an Old Testament appearance of Jesus Christ. And Abraham welcomed the Lord and the two angels into his home, and he offered them a big barbecue feast, if you remember that, from last week. Isn't it good to know that the Lord God loves barbecue, right? Right? You know, there's many names for God in the Bible. And one of his names in the Bible is Jehovah Brisket. You know, you maybe didn't know that, but But it was during that meal that the Lord announced to Sarah that Sarah would have a son by Abraham, and and, and Sarah laughed at that, and we talked about that last week. And, and and we come down to the passage today, and in our passage today, we see that. The purpose of the Lord's visit was not just a social call to Abraham. The Lord came down from heaven to the earth to investigate the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah before pouring out His judgment upon those cities, which He will do in chapter 19. Verse 16 says, The men arose from, from the meal, and it says they looked toward Sodom. Now, Abraham was living in a place called Hebron at this time, or as we say here in Howard County, Hebron, right? So he was living in Hebron. Sodom was to the east, and the word looked here, they looked towards Sodom. The word looked, it means to look down upon or to overlook, which makes sense because Hebron was up in the Judean mountains, Sodom and Gomorrah were down near the the Dead Sea, the lowest place on the earth. And so from Hebron, you looked down upon the city of Sodom. And so the words match the geography of the land. And, And these kind of small details testify to the authenticity of the Bible it says, and Abraham went with them to send them on their way. You know, last we talked about Bedouin hospitality. This was also part of that hospitality. It was customary in that culture that you would walk your guest for part of their journey. You would see them off and send them on their way. You would give them guidance, you know, kind of thing on their journey. Some of you are old enough to remember the days before GPS uh, and before smartphones and Waze and that kind of thing. And sometimes, you may remember, sometimes you would visit a friend or you'd visit a family member on a trip. And when you would leave to get back on the road for your journey, sometimes that family member, instead of just giving you directions how to get back to the interstate, sometimes they'd get in their car. Right? And say, follow me, and I'll drive you to the interstate. I'll show you, and I'll, I'll point to the exit you're supposed to take. Remember that? Well, well, this is kind of what Abraham does here. And it was a cultural thing. It was an expectation. Abraham walked with them part of the way on their journey to help them get on their way. He probably gave them some provisions for them to take with them on their journey. Remember all that bread that Sarah baked? In the first half of the chapter, again, that was a cultural expectation. We see echoes of this in the New Testament. Uh, if you're a note-taker, you see several examples of it in the book of Acts. One example, Acts 21, verse 5. Uh, we're told that when Paul and his missionary team uh, left the believers in the city of Tyre, it says in Acts 21, 5, when it was time to leave, we left and continued on our way. All of them, all of the believers including wives and children, accompanied us out of the city and there on the beach we knelt to pray. They walked with Paul and his team to the edge of town and prayed with him there and then said their goodbyes. Again, this was a a customary expectation at that time. Abraham walked with the Lord and the two angels for part of the journey toward Sodom. And at some point along the way, the Lord said in verse 17, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing? Speaking to the two angels. Since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Uh, the Lord God here decides to tell Abraham what he's doing, specifically regarding the judgment of the cities of Sodom and And Gomorrah. So too with us. The Lord tells us what He's doing in the world regarding His judgment that is to come. In fact, God gives us very specific details in His Word about His future judgment of this world. He he describes in His Word the events that will lead up to His judgment in this world. Many of those things that he describes in his word we see happening in the world right now. He describes them as labor pains or or contractions. And I would say 2020 has been one great big contraction, hasn't it? He describes not only the events leading up to the time of judgment that will take place in the world, but he also describes the events that will take place during the time of judgment upon the earth, what the Bible calls the tribulation period. The tribulation is a seven-year period where God pours out His judgment upon the earth for its wickedness. God has told us these things. He's told us what He's doing. God has told us these things in the Bible so that we can recognize and understand the times that we're living in and so that we're not completely overwhelmed and freaked out when we see these things happening in the world, that are happening in the world right now, even with God's Word, it's still very unsettling, isn't it? To see these things happening. You know, we read about them in the Scriptures, but then to see them actually happening in the world. Even for us as believers, it's, it's still unsettling. In verse 18, God says, All the nations of the earth shall be blessed through Abraham, and that's because through Abraham will come the Messiah, jesus christ the savior of the world so all the nations of the world are blessed through abraham because through him will come jesus christ
1: pastor dan will have more to share from today's ring of truth study in just a moment but right now we'd like to invite you to worship with us this sunday morning here's pastor dan to tell you a little more
2: i heard recently that many people who listen to christian radio are not part of a local church Hey, if that's you, I'd like for you to join us this weekend as our guest at Calvary Chapel, located in Columbia, Maryland. The teachings you've enjoyed here on Ring of Truth are from messages I've shared with the congregation at Calvary Chapel. We have two meeting times on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. You can find out more and get directions at our website, calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Now let's get back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Verse 19, God says, for I have known him, speaking of Abraham, look what it says, in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. Now, verse 19 is a very profound verse. And you need to you need to pay careful attention to what God says here. God says that he has known Abraham. And the word known here, it means to know intimately. God had a, a close personal relationship with Abraham. In fact, Abraham is called the friend of God in the Bible. But God goes on to say the reason he has known Abraham is in order that Abraham may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice. One of the reasons God chose Abraham and had a relationship with Abraham was so that Abraham could change his family tree, so that Abraham could teach his children and all his household to know God and to follow his ways. Listen, if you're a Christian, specifically, I say this to fathers, but it's true for all parents, both mother and father, God has called you and saved you, not just to save you, but he has called you and saved you so you can alter the destiny of your family. You can change your family tree forever. It's not just about you going to heaven, it's about you as a parent, a father, or a mother. It's about you changing the destiny of your children, of your family. As Christian parents, we bear the responsibility of leading our families and following Christ and teaching them to keep the ways of the Lord and to do righteousness and justice. Righteousness here, it speaks of our internal obedience to God. Justice speaks of our external behavior towards others. In Ephesians chapter six, verse four, it says specifically to fathers, fathers, bring up your children in the training and admonition of the Lord. As parents, we have this great privilege. We have this great privilege of leading our family, follow Christ and fulfilling God's purpose and plan for our family. And notice at the end of verse 19, God goes on to say that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. It was in fulfilling his family responsibility that Abraham would see God's promises fulfilled. It was in fulfilling his family responsibility that Abraham would see God's promises fulfilled. And I believe that God has a plan and a destiny for every family. And as parents, we have this responsibility to fulfill, to lead our families and to teach them to follow Christ so that God can fulfill his plan for our family. There's a sense here that Abraham has to do his part as the father and as the patriarch of his family to To teach them to follow God so that God can fulfill his purpose and plan through Abraham. Very, very profound what God says here. Verse 20 goes on. And the Lord said, because, and watch this, because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grave, God says, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry against it that has come to me. And if not, I will know. God comes down to personally investigate the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah before pronouncing judgment upon them. Now, God, of course, is omniscient. He's all knowing. He already knew everything the people of Sodom were doing, but he still came down and made a full investigation before judging those cities. Now, one lesson, one lesson that we are taught by God's actions here is that we need to thoroughly investigate all the facts in a matter before passing judgment on it. Even God does that. We need to see all the facts first before jumping to a conclusion. We don't want to jump to a conclusion with only part of the story or some of the facts. It has gotten us in a lot of trouble in doing that in our country. We want to have all the facts. We should wait to withhold our judgment until we have all the facts and then thoroughly scrutinize all the facts before making A judgment. Another lesson that we learn here is that God is the judge of all. God is the judge of all. And he doesn't use the standards of society as his basis of judgment. Or the laws of the land as his standard. And God doesn't grade on a curve. You know, God says the sin of Sodom is very grave to him. Grievous to God. And understand what was grave to God was accepted and common and normal and legal to the people of Sodom. And the fact that it was accepted and common and normal and legal didn't matter to God. And it didn't change his judgment of those cities. God judges according to his own set of standards. Not society standards. Not the standards of the culture. He uses his own standards for judgment. And his standard is the word. So verse 22 Then the men, that would be the two angels, turned away from there, and they went towards Sodom. We'll learn more about that in chapter 19. But Abraham stood before the Lord. He's still there before God. Verse 23. And Abraham came near, and he asked a question. Would you also destroy the righteous... With the wicked. And Abraham asks a very important question Would God destroy the righteous with the wicked in his judgment? Now, why does Abraham ask this question? He asks this question because his nephew Lot lives in the city of Sodom. Abraham was concerned about his family going through the judgment, experiencing the judgment of God. Just as probably all of us have family members who have not put their trust in Jesus Christ for salvation and were concerned for them. We love them, we care for them, and we don't want to see them face God's judgment. Abraham was concerned for his family, living in Sodom. And so what did Abraham do? Abraham talked to God on their behalf. Abraham interceded on their behalf with God. You know, that's something that we can do for our family members who haven't trusted Christ. We can pray for them. We can intercede for them on their behalf with God. You know, praying is one of the most powerful and effective things we can do as Christians. And after asking this question, would would you also destroy the righteous with with the wicked? Abraham began to ask additional questions of God. You know, God invites us to come and reason with him and talk things through and, and pour out our hearts before him in prayer and and that, and that's what Abraham does he 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 works through this thing with God in prayer verse 24 Abraham says well suppose there were 50 righteous within the city would would you also destroy the place and not spare it for the 50 righteous that were in it Far be it from you to do such a thing as this—to slay the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous should be as the wicked. Far be it from you! Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? Abraham says it just wouldn't be right. It wouldn't be just of God to judge the righteous with the wicked. You know, from his question here and his line of questioning, it's clear that Abraham understood that God must punish sinners. And at the same time, God should be merciful to the righteous. That's just just. That's just right. It's, it's right for sin to be punished. And it's right for God to show mercy to the righteous. Now, let me just be clear here. For us, our righteousness comes from Jesus Christ. We don't have our own righteousness. Our righteousness is as filthy rags God the Bible says the righteousness we have comes from putting our trust in Jesus Christ second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 says for God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sins so that we could be made right with God through Christ we are made right with God through faith in Jesus Christ we're made righteous or declared righteous through faith in Jesus Christ and his death on the cross For Abraham here, it's not just, it's not right for God to destroy the righteous or punish the righteous with the wicked.
3: You've
1: been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Genesis. Although some might view Genesis simply as a historical account of genealogies, the undercurrent throughout this book entails a broader understanding of God's nature toward His people. You're introduced to God's care and concern for His creation, how sin stained what God had created, and what God intended to do to atone for the sin that overshadowed the world altogether. God's plan included a Savior that would envelop His creation in love and sacrifice that might seem incomprehensible to the average person. But God's ways are higher than anything that we as humans can understand. Yet, He chose to come to our level anyway. That's a Creator God who's invested for the long haul. If anything about today's message has struck a chord with you, We'd like to talk with you. Please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. If you're not connected yet with a local church, we highly encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your growing faith. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Dan will have more to share from the book of Genesis next time right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and
3: I recognize